Welcome to the podcast, To Good Healthcare. Get ready to dive into conversations with nuanced leaders on healthcare technology. You'll hear all about the ideas, opportunities, and innovations we have to help clinicians around the world transform patient care. Hi, everyone. This is Karen Tiano from Nuance Communications. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me for another episode of To Good Healthcare. Our international markets are an important growth area for our healthcare business. Today, I'm joined by Simon Hill, Senior Vice President of International Healthcare, who came to Nuance just about nine months ago. We'll discuss trends we're seeing in our markets, Simon's focus areas, and what lies ahead as we work to improve the patient-physician relationship and deliver better health outcomes for people everywhere. Thank you for being here, Simon. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you, Karen. So international growth is really critical for our healthcare business. What are you seeing in our international markets in terms of the digital transformation trend? It's a really good question, Karen. And, you know, in some areas of our international business, and, you know, this won't come as a surprise to, to many people, we're seeing the same um, challenges and trends and opportunities as we see in, you know, in our global business, in our North American business and, and other markets of the world. And then in other parts, there are obviously unique challenges. In terms of the similarities, you know, probably the single biggest issue facing all healthcare organizations right now is around workforce management and particularly the squeeze we're seeing in terms of just sheer numbers of clinicians, you know, principally doctors and nurses. And that is true, I know, uh, across the United States and the rest of North America. It's certainly true across Europe. Uh, and I think it's generally a global trend. You're seeing almost a perfect storm of a macro picture pre-COVID of very good healthcare systems that are ensuring that people live longer, uh, but that as older people use healthcare more than younger people, with people living longer and thus using more healthcare as a result, in a sense, our usage of healthcare as a global society is increasing and indeed exponentially so. And then we've had a pandemic of two years where we've been you know, doing everything we possibly can just to, to fight off uh, COVID and deal with the huge effect of the pandemic. And as a result, a lot of uh, both routine operations, consultations and other uh, patient clinical engagements have in a sense been on pause for two years. Now, as we start, we hope, uh, to come out of that pandemic, you've got that perfect storm of all of the ever increasing use of healthcare on an existing clinical population already added to a two year backlog that we need to clear on top of the day to day. And the squeeze on clinicians is extremely acute now. So that is probably the single biggest challenge that all healthcare organizations face around the world. And it's true whether it's in Boston, whether it's in Berlin, or whether uh, it's in Bristol. Um, and that is something that we, Nuance, and together with Microsoft, are, are helping our clients address. Now, there are also unique challenges that we say and, and trends that we see in international markets. The first is that you see the United States in particular and the North American healthcare markets probably more technically and digitally progressed uh, and, and advanced than uh, Western Europe. Although it's a mixed picture, you'll see that the UK is actually reasonably well advanced. Uh, and that's also true a lot of, of the Nordic countries, of, of Norway, of Denmark, of Sweden and, and, and Finland. Although hot on the heels, the likes of France and Germany in particular that are, that are catching up. 
And in generally, Western Europe uh, is, is probably the next most advanced in terms of the global picture. So you're seeing different levels of, of digital sophistication in the healthcare organizations. That's probably some of the, the difference we've seen, but generally the overall challenges around those around workforce management. So Simon, when you talk about advancement, I'm curious, are there markets that are still using paper charts? And if so, how are you tackling those? Yeah, there definitely are. And actually, it's more, um, more granular than that. You can go into quite advanced markets, whether that's uh, the NHS in the UK or it's uh, uh, Sweden in, in, in the Nordics, and you'll see that you know, some healthcare organizations are highly digitally advanced using electronic medical records, using speech, using AI to underpin you know, their care to get. And then you'll you know, travel 20 miles down the road and you'll see another healthcare organization using a pen and a paper uh, to, to manage the, the healthcare organization. It, is, it really is a bit of a patchwork quilt. Um, so it can be quite, quite different from not just market to market, but uh, town to town. Now, in terms of your strategy, Simon, what changes are you bringing to your role and what kinds of results are you seeing? First thing is that for all the right reasons, you know, Nuance focused on the core and the core markets of healthcare and enterprise and, and predominantly in North America. And I think that, you know, for all the right reasons uh, and the great position we're in today, we've seen the success of that strategy. But as we've been so successful there, we're now seeing that expansion into international. We're seeing the renewed focus. Uh, and the first thing was to, to really get a really good picture of our markets, where we need to make investments, in a sense, the bets we're making, and then having that unified strategy to uh, underpins across all teams and departments, not just international, but globally. That was the first thing. And actually, we, we brought in McKinsey to do some work with our teams to, to look at our markets and understand them as more so than perhaps we did previously. And we came away with a very clear plan of two things. One, to focus on cloud, and two, to focus on what we term our tier one markets, the UK, France, Germany and the Nordics. And in Nordics, that's that's Norway, that's Sweden, that's that's Denmark and Finland. And we've doubled down on those markets and we've doubled down on our cloud platforms. So that's the first thing we've seen in terms of that strategy. The second is that we brought some more structure, more alignment across our teams so that, that we're getting both the efficiencies we need to drive, but also getting the alignment we need across teams so that we're all focused on the same objectives and the same goals. Uh, and whilst it's early days, we're already beginning to see some really, 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 really good results in the first half of the year. And we're super excited on the second half of the year. And whilst we've got some very ambitious goals, not just for the second half of this year, but also for next year, we feel very confident that we're going to achieve and hopefully exceed those goals. So I assume you're building your teams as well for success and to scale. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we absolutely are. I mean, it, it, it's, it's always great to be part of a great team. It's also part to be great to be part of a team that's, that's growing and expanding. And so we are growing in almost every area. We are growing departments and teams in existing areas. We're also adding new leadership positions, particularly in sales, in client services, and in product management. We're also looking at geographies and regions, and, and we're seeing our teams expanding in geographies. And we're also looking at our product and roadmap in terms of what new products we're going to be bringing to the international business and in which market. So in every sphere and every lens we look at, we are, we are expanding and growing our team. How would you say that we're poised to best support healthcare organizations in the markets at this time? Well, we go back to those, the, the challenges that they are facing uh, and that central challenge around workforce management, particularly the squeeze we're seeing on clinicians. Our flagship cloud product, the Dragon Medical One, is, 
in a sense, perfectly placed to help meet that need, meet that challenge. You know, if we can move clinicians from what, you know, 100 years ago is the quill to 75 years ago or, or, uh, or plus the pen to 20 or 30 years ago is the keyboard, today we're moving them to voice. And not only does that obviously save huge amounts of time, and uh, for anyone who spent any time at a hospital recently, you'll, you know, watch your clinician, your doctor, your nurse, whoever it might be, you know, undertake a consultation with you, but then, in a sense, almost turn you back, or even you might leave the room, and then you know you, you're waiting for your next appointment in the room, and the next person in the queue is sitting waiting, and you know that clinician is writing up the notes. You know, and you see how much time clinicians spend do in documentation, uh, and if we can do that in a sense, either live or near live with a clinician using voice to speed that process up, that obviously saves huge amounts of time. It leads to a much better experience for the clinician, a much better experience for the patient, a much faster turnaround, more efficiency, and obviously it helps to drive that work, deliver uh, on the workforce challenge that, that we have right now. We're already helping them from that perspective, but I also think as we grow our business and grow our product management approach in terms of what we're bringing uh, to market, we're, we're taking them on the journey where artificial intelligence around speech, around ambient, is increasing not just the efficiency we can drive, but also in terms of um, how we help patient outcomes as well. And that is also an area that we're focused on. As far as our customers, Simon, what are you hearing from customers and how is our mission directly aligned with their needs? Our customers are feeling those pains around workforce management, but one other area that would be worth talking a little bit about is that digital maturity. And it is, it, we've talked before with a little bit of a patchwork quilt, but if we scratch below the surface and, and ask why, um, what we'll see is that clinical adoption of electronic medical records is a key success factor in digitalizing healthcare organizations. And it's hugely variable. You know, some healthcare organizations have been you know, very successful in getting their clinicians to adopt um, electronic medical records, others less so. And one of the things that we found is that by introducing speech and voice and Dragon Medical One has had a decisive uh, impact on driving up clinical adoption of electronic medicals and then of course by definition uh, adoption of speech. And that's a, a, in a sense an added um, uh, bonus we get by introducing uh, voice and, and Dragon Medical One into the clinical workflow and something that our clients are hugely appreciative of because if we've got greater clinical adoption, we're able to scale those efficiency savings and the, and the outcomes that we're getting across, uh, across the workflow and across the continuum of the, of the healthcare organization. That's great to hear. Now, what about our Nordics cloud in Sweden? I, I know that that's a hot topic. What are we seeing in that region and what can you tell us about the market there? The Nordics and Sweden in particular being probably one of the largest markets in the Nordics it is an area where we've made significant investment. We felt that we needed a, a specific cloud in Sweden to help support that business. That's something that we invested in over the course of last year, the beginning of this financial year. It went live at the end of the last calendar year, so it went live in December, and we actually uh, sold and booked our first deal there. Uh, and we're actually seeing very high levels of, of clinical adoption on that cloud in terms of what we sold relative to what we might have expected to see in, in that market historically or indeed in other markets of the world. So it's early days, but uh, we, we, we have high hopes. We're, we're seeing um, really good market opportunity. We're seeing really good uh, bookings and revenue already. And we have a really exciting pipe in terms of the future 
in the Nordics, uh, and it, it is already starting to pay off uh, and pay the dividends of making that investment. Simon, I also hear a lot about the sovereign cloud. Can you tell us what the sovereign cloud is and why it's important? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question, Karen, and it's quite unique, uh, I would say, to Europe, the EU in particular. Many of uh, many people have heard of GDPR, which is the data protection regulations that you find across the EU and EU-aligned countries. Um, and effectively, it means that um, healthcare data cannot leave uh, the EU. So very specific regulatory implications for where that data is stored. And as we make that transition to cloud, cloud because of the nature of it, you know, it's perhaps more exposed uh, to questions around GDPR than obviously on-prem, on-premise solutions. One of the things that helps us manage the, uh, the implications around GDPR is to have a sovereign cloud. And that effectively means that that data, whilst in the cloud, that cloud is geographically located in a specific country, in this case, Germany, and the data does not leave that uh, Azure cloud in Germany. And in a sense, we therefore call it a sovereign cloud because it also restricts access into that cloud to those who are based in the European Union, in the EU. And so that's what we mean by a sovereign cloud. And it really is a key enabler to grow our business, not just in Germany, but across the EU. And we're increasingly seeing clients wanting us to have that sovereign cloud in order to partner with us. So speaking of growth, can you talk to the other reasons we're seeing so much growth in the tier one markets? Well, there's, there's a number of factors. I mean, the obvious factor is the one we've, we've talked before with that pain point around workforce management, that hospital, uh, hospitals and healthcare organizations are recognizing that nuance and Dragon Medical One and speech is a, is a key enabler to helping them meet that challenge. Uh, but I think they're also recognizing that we need technology to set, help support some of the macro challenges we see in healthcare with an increasing older population needing healthcare more, you know, just pouring more and more money into healthcare isn't the only answer. I you know, think it's likely that from a macroeconomic standpoint, we're always going to see an increase in health. It's the nature of, of, of societies as we develop, um, but we can't do that exponentially and that we're going to need to turn to technology to deliver more and more of the efficiencies and indeed to meet the healthcare needs and challenges over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And whilst we've had a limited healthcare technology adoption, perhaps over the previous 20 years, I think we've already gone well past the point where healthcare organizations are turning to technology uh, to help meet that need. And so it's not surprising, therefore, that we see you know, high growth in particularly our tier one markets as healthcare organizations turn to technology. And I can see that trend not only continuing in the tier one markets, but actually across our international markets over the coming uh, months and years ahead. So last but not least, looking ahead to the back half of the fiscal year, what are you and your teams focused on and what are you the most excited about? Uh, well, I mean, focused on our clients and our needs of our clients. And I think if we're listening to our clients and listening to the market, I think that's, you know, that's always going to be um, central to what we do. Clearly, we've, we've got numbers uh, we need to hit. And whilst we're building our pipe and, and driving our sales and, and delivering on our projects, you know, these are the things that we're uh, day after day, hour after hour focused on ensuring we get it done. You know, we unblock hurdles ahead of us. Uh, and that we you know, meet the needs of our clients and, and obviously for an internal and our investors uh, making our numbers. What am I most excited about? 
you know, it, it's going to sound a little trite, but but fundamentally true. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the opportunities in the international healthcare business. And I'm, you know, perhaps most excited about working with the team that we've got, that we're building, um, and excited about working with our partners and clients for the future. So it's a very bright future ahead. Undoubtedly, there'll be challenges ahead, but I think of the opportunity and I think about uh, where we are in the market and there's, there's, there's no better place to be. Exciting times for sure. Simon, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're most welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about our national healthcare business. Thanks for listening to our internal podcast to Good Healthcare. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it with your colleagues. If you're interested in learning more about what our healthcare business is doing to transform patient care, join us again for our next podcast coming soon. You can also head over to the healthcare page on The Voice to leave a comment, continue the discussion, or suggest topics for an upcoming episode. And visit The Voice often so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you again, and I'll catch you next time. Music